Hi everybody, I'm Katie Knight and welcome back to Can You Put Me On Guest List. So two years ago in 2018, around New Year's Eve, I went to Lost Beach Club in Montañita in Ecuador. Latman was playing on New Year's Eve. I think Joey Daniel played the next day. Nick Curley was playing as well. And what we experienced at Lost Beach Club, I have never experienced anywhere else in my life. It was insane. The club is just, it's just mind-blowing. There's 3D art all over the walls. The sound system is function one and it sounds incredible. They have a cave, which is where the party carries on after the DJ who's played in the main room. Um, the town that it's in, Montañita, is so, so beautiful. The food is incredible. The people are lovely. And we just had the most incredible few days over there. We stayed with Cami. Cami is the owner of Lost Beach Club, who is also my guest today here on Can You Put Me On Guest List. His house and family were just so, so, so lovely. So I was so excited to have Cami on the show and share with us all how he got to where he is today and how Lost Beach Club began. I know he has a lot of great stories, so let's get straight to it. This is Cami on Can You Put Me on Guest List. We missed you this year. Yes, yes. Well, the year went by so fast. It was just, it was crazy. I mean, like, we, we're already almost back to where we started, where we finished. I know. Isn't it crazy? What's the situation like over there? In, in Ecuador, um, Montanita is the only town where clubs and bars can open. Wow. So it's weird, but people are like, Quito's, like if you don't have a mask on in your car, you can get a $100 fine. Mm-hmm. And then the next time it's a $400 fine. In Guayaquil and the rest of the cities, people are not enforcing that. But, but you know, because Quito has the m- major concentration of people in one area. So yeah. they they are still like in some type of lockdown. They're like they're restricted a lot more than everyone else. Yeah. Um, Waikil is okay. The over here at the beach, it's like people don't even really wear masks. Oh, how lovely. At least you can um you're one of the, the lucky people on the planet at the moment that can still throw parties. Yes. That's true, but um, there is people that are scared to go out still. So um, we have to like do the best we can to convince them and make sure that they know they're safe. We, if you have to have a mask on to get into the club, if you don't have a mask on, we'll give you one. Now we can't enforce you to have it on the whole time you're in the club, but we run on the video screens, use mask, use mask, use mask. We have to set an example for the rest of the world right now that it is safe to open as long as you have people are conscious to not be talking in other people's faces, spitting, yeah. you know, have your mask. Yeah. I mean, we've always had that problem <laughs> for any diseases. <laughs> have you been throwing the same amount of parties that you probably would have in a normal year or are you doing a little bit less? Well, the... 
We've been legally able to open since a few weeks before um, Halloween. Oh, uh, okay, cool. So, so it has not been that We've only, so I usually do three parties a week. And we've done three parties a week, except for Cyber Monday yesterday. We didn't open because every year, the slowest moment of the year is when people start Christmas shopping and saving money for Christmas. So what we're doing, we didn't open yesterday on purpose to not lose money. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, let's, for example, last Monday, since Michael Beebe was still in town, it was packed. How so, was it with Michael Beebe? Was that his first time was, at Lost Beach? Second time. It was the second time at Lost Beach and Alberto and crew all came down and, and had a really good time. He, Alberto brought a bunch of his friends from Spain too. Uh, and like some of their friends from Argentina, from Cordoba, another promoter and his partners came to hang out with them. It was really, really cool. A lot of people came. We, we started the party at four o'clock in the afternoon on the terrace at, Sun, at Dharma Beach for a sunset party with just Carlo DJing, which is uh, like a very famous Ecuadorian DJ that's on every major label out yes, there. Yes, I know I'm calling yeah. yeah. And um, it was really, really cool. The people, I, I said, you know, the first 250 tickets will be $35 not 40 that we're charging for Michael Beebe. You have to charge a little bit more right now so less people go so that there's more social distancing. And because we've all lost so much money and and it's like we're paying back stuff of like trying to survive right now. Mm. So the party, I got 3.30, at 3.15, I only had 30 tickets left of the 250 tickets. You know, I, I jumped the gun. I started to sell maybe an hour earlier because there was a huge line. And when you know you have a big event, you like one of the hardest parts is getting everybody to buy their ticket and in, you know, IDs checked um, so they can get in on time. Yeah. So that's why we, on these huge parties, we start way earlier with the selling the tickets and, and do a sunset party. So like there's never a backup. Because you can't have people conglomerating in a line. Yeah, absolutely. Did you finish in the cave? We finished at 4.30 in the afternoon. (laughs) But not in the cave. We left the cave at 10 o'clock in the morning. I said at 10 in the morning, we're going to open the main floor again. Oh, I miss it so much. (laughs) I can't even remember what partying's like anymore. (laughs) (laughs) So we opened the main, I said at 10, but like we were all itching and at like 9.45, we opened the main floor again. And and BB was like, I'm not going to, I've played enough. You know, I played until 10 in the morning, almost 10 in the morning inside the cave. But he was hearing Carlos set from inside the radio. And he was just like so inspired that he went out and did another set back to back. With oh, he Carlo. did. He went back out yes. again. Good on him. Yeah, he went. Yeah, three times he went out. Okay. Now he was very shy because he says right now DJs in Europe are being like looked down upon when they play at parties. So he didn't want to do an interview, mm-hmm. uh, which I totally understand. Yeah. Uh, because in when there's other people suffering, it's kind of hard to be out there saying like, "Oh, we had a great time." Yeah. So. It, it feels weird. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. So, two years ago, oh. 2018, 
around this time, actually. Now, it was more New Year's Eve. I was very lucky enough to go to Montañita, stay at your beautiful home with your beautiful family and experience Lost Beach Club, which was just absolutely mind-blowing and one of the best clubs, the best times I've ever had in my life. For those people that are listening that do not no Lost Beach Club. Please, can you explain what Lost Beach Club is? La- Lost Beach Club. First of all, the reason it's called the Lost Beach Club, other than the fact that I love the Lost series on television, is because I hid it. I hid. For me, I think it's the best club in the world. I hid the best club in the world that still preserves the idealistic plur, peace, love, unity, and respect. Because that's how it all started around the world was these parties where people from all walks of life were hugging each other. Like, let's say two different sides of gangs, all different classes of people, black, white, Mexican, bringing everyone together in peace and harmony. Now, we have lost that a lot because the industry has made this into a more of a business and to make it more of a business and make it more profitable. They have separated the people. And when you separate the people and put some people on a VIP and some people charge them to sit down, um, people's feelings get hurt. So, so that there's still an example of what the plur is. This is like the last flame of plur for me on the planet to set a good example to everyone that we are all family, that we are all one, no one's better than anyone else, and to be nice. Uh, My goal is to be named number one so I can be interviewed and they'd be like, why are you guys number one? And I will tell them because we are here to set a good example and make everybody feel good. Because when you take a bottle of champagne to someone with fire coming out of it, The person who can't afford the bottle of champagne or the person who can't afford to sit down because it costs too much, their feelings get hurt. We want people to recharge their energies. I have seen it visually that when we go to a place and and vibrate, because that's what we do, we vibrate. And when we go to a place to dance and have a good time, we learn culture. One. We learn culture by how we treat each other. Two, we refresh ourselves and our energies and recharge ourselves to start a new week happy and not stressed out from the week before. It's like a new, new beginning, going out and dancing all night. And if we have such a good time and we're not charged too much, we're not charged to sit down, we're charged to get down to the boogie town, then... We leave the party thinking about songs, friends we made, happiness, not about how much we spent or how we're going to pay the bill. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, we're, we're here to make a good example. Now, how did I get into this knowing that I was, like, when I was in high school and I was graduating high school, I had no idea what career I was going to choose. Mm-hmm. I met these two Hare Krishna girls on the beach in Venice Beach and um, they had just gotten out of Hare Krishna boarding school and I had just got out of boarding school and I let them come stay with me for a while because my 
I was alone at my father's house. I didn't know that many people in California at the time because my school was so far away. And they took me to an 808 State concert. At this 808 State concert, they were playing the track Pacific State, which is one of my favorite tracks up until today even. And, you know, the whole band out there, Long Beach Arena, filled. And there was people did not know how to dance to electronic music in the United States yet. This was 1991, okay? They, electronic music was still an experiment there. So there was hundreds of people going in circles with arms locked, and I thought they were going to mosh, but when they would get close, they would hug each other, and they would, like, rub against each other in, in pure happiness and bliss. And I would see people sitting on the ground also hugging, and behind me, was all the concessions. It was since it was a concert, they were selling food, drinks, and there was a lot of movement going on. And I kept hearing the cash registers and the music. And everybody seemed like they were in the same frequency, which for me is, you know, I've always been on this quest to find out the secrets of the universe. You know, what happens after life, how to, what are the rules? And I, and this was the f one of the first times that I came to the conclusion of what I had to do. This is, this is what happened. I was looking at everybody around. I had actually gone with a friend of one of the Hare Krishna girls, which I thought was going to be my date for the night. And she had met this other guy. And they were like face-to-face, -face, going like this, like <laughs> dancing. And I was like, I don't care. I know there is a higher reason that I'm here at this party. And when... Everything just clicked in place when everybody was in the same frequency and I was in pure bliss during the breakdown of the song Pacific State. All of a sudden, I went into my eye and I started seeing clips of my life from the moment I was born to the moment I would die. What? And then it, and then it repeated. And then it repeated. And this was passing in seconds. And it was just like the mainframe computer of my brain for the past million years was just giving me the information. I'm a promoter. I'm a rave promoter. I'm the best rave promoter in the world. I'm on a galactic mission to unite the universe, to unite everyone in peace and harmony and put them in the same frequency. And it's like a dream that you forget as soon as it's over. But, you know... I got on one knee and I was like, Eureka, I'm going to be a promoter. I'm going to be the best promoter in the world. And at this time, you know, I was a little bit desperate because I had just got out and gotten out of high school and I didn't want to ask anybody for money. And I had a little bit of problems because my half brother broke into my father's safe that I let him stay at the house. So I got oh kicked God. out of there. I got kicked out of there. Then I got, had a little bit of problems with my mom's boyfriend. So I got kicked out of her place and I was like couch surfing. So these girls that I had taken care of before, they invited me to this, to this concert. Now I had that epiphany that I was already the best rave promoter in the world. And that my life is a loop mm -hmm. that I just keep repeating the same life over and over and over again. You know, up until even now, I saw everything. Like, it still happens to you. This still happens to you today. No, it happened to me that one time. One and time, to tell okay. you the truth, to tell you the truth, um, I forgot 
most of it other than the fact that I was going to be a rave promoter. Mm -hmm. Now, the reason you forget is because our pineal gland, our third eye is calcified by what we eat, what we hear, what we see. So certain things help us decalcify that. Now, and yoga, like for example, people who do yoga, they connect with the universe and see the secrets through breathing. Mm -hmm. Okay. As a child, I used to, like, as a very small child, three, four, five years old, I used to grab a brown paper bag and breathe into it. <laughs> and when I couldn't do it anymore, I would either push on my stomach or my sisters would punch me in the stomach like very lightly, and you would pass out for seconds. And in those seconds, you would live a year and a half, two years. And then as you wake up, you start to forget everything. But you live like in another dimension. Now, those are other times that I had realized what is going on. Mm -hmm. And when I, when I, as a little kid, when I used to do that, I wasn't a little kid anymore I, well, of intelligence when I was in those dreams. I was actually a person that had been living in those dreams for years and upon years upon years. Um, so every time I go into those worlds, which happens in our dreams, or sometimes you just snap into it, that's what they call, they call, they call them flashbacks, you know? But I was having flashbacks as a three, four-year-old, five-year-old kid. Wow. Because when you, when you are born, you still remember your last life. In my opinion, through my research, which has not only been through, first it's through knowing that the secrets of the universe are going to come to me. I believe in the law of attraction. I believe that what you know is. And um, I believe in what you know is. I believe, have you seen the movie, The Secret? Mm -hmm. And I read the, secret? the book. Well, it's true. You can yes. manipulate anything. And um, we are in a game called life. This is a game to learn that only positivity exists. Negativity doesn't exist. To win this game, you have to only be positive. No, everyone is good. Diseases don't exist. Um, and that's it. Only positive, good vibes. Yeah. Nothing negative. Now, if you don't know that, when you die, you're born again. It's the second. It's like Mario Brothers. You have behind you. Um, you just job. keeps millions of chances, and you're not only playing this game called life, where you don't know you're in a game. You're playing other games too, but those are other dimensions. Now, this game. It's like you, they said to us, don't eat the apple, like your apple computer. Don't eat the apple because if you eat the apple, it's like a virus. It makes you forget you're in a game. How I imagine the world, and I've actually had an art piece recently made for me about this in my dream, is that we are energy makers. We're like an energy farm. Imagine we're in the matrix on a spaceship and there's no gas stations in space. But the pod that your body is in is using the energy radiating from your body mm -hmm. to power the spaceship and even make water. While you're in the pods, you're in these different games that prepare you for any situation of what the planet we're going to get to is like. 
So, because we don't know. You could be on a ship and you get to an island that's all savages and then you're like, I'm more happy on the ship. So, we're preparing. This is the way I see it. Some other people that, that could see it in a different way, but, you know, I've, I've had dreams ever since I'm a kid. And every time I have the dreams, I remember that dimension for the past millions yeah. of years. So... I know I'm jumping off track a little bit, but the parties are very important because that's when we recharge the universe all mm -hmm. at once. And I don't think you are jumping off track because one thing I was going to say to you is I feel like a lot of the things that you're saying now are things that you can find at Lost Beach Club. For example, the uh, mothership, or do you call it the spaceship that you've got the room? I call you it the mothership. The mothership. Flashback Mondays. Does that have something to do with your flashbacks as well? Well, to tell you the truth, my production company is called the Global Unity Movement. I've started this over 20 years ago, never really thinking that I had to unite the globe. Through, through. The movement is to unite the people through amazing electronic music events and exotic places. Yeah. The whole idea, like if everybody listened to the same radio station, would watch the same TV channel, we would have world peace because we would all be on the same frequency and just understand each other a little bit more. Yeah. That's what these parties are about. Now, when the parties jump off track and start separating the people or ending too early, that's the whole thing about Lost Beach. We go as long as we can so that there is no after party where only a few people are invited. Everyone is invited. Is invited. Yeah, Flashback Mondays, Global Unity Movement, Lost Beach Club, all like all these different names and stuff. It just came to me to name them those things without knowing the mission. Mm -hmm. Now, when I had the epiphany at the 808 State Concert in 1991, four days later, you know, I went to a party. They didn't have internet back then, but you know, they gave out flyers and it was Happy Wednesdays on the Redondo Beach Pier. I am from Los Angeles, California. Um, that's where I got into the scene. Well, I went to this, um, to this Wednesday party and I walked through the door. I paid my $5 and I walked four steps and someone gives me a flyer. Pumpkin Patch, October 28th, 1991. He's like, come to my party. And I never even thought about this. It was like the Matrix. It was like the Terminator. Like someone from the future or like behind the scenes made my mouth move. It was like I couldn't, like I wasn't controlling my mouth. It just started to move. And I'm like, I'm the guy that puts the concessions in all of the electronic music parties in Los Angeles. I have hot dog machine, nachos, popcorn, and... I will buy all the stuff, set up the bar at your event, and give you part of the proceeds of the profits. I couldn't even believe I was saying it. But and the guy's like, true? oh, cool. Was that true, though? No, it wasn't true. But, oh. I mean, I did. But uh, I knew that in a storage room of my family's, I could get the hot dog nachos and popcorn and all those machines. <laughs> I knew it. I knew that they were there. I mean... I didn't use them very often just for the first couple parties because my only people eating were the security guards. And that is how I became such good friends with everyone 
at that time, electronic music was not a business. Wow. Anyone doing a party, it was an experiment in 1991 because the scene in the United States did not start as fast as it did in Europe. Yeah. It was, you know, it, it lagged a little bit. So they were, what we had was concerts, like the 808 state concert and small events. And the small events were experimental. The promoters would do these events to have fun. Yeah. They were not thinking about the bar or even, I mean, they'd have someone charging at the door, but it was just to have fun. And they were, they had, none of them had alcohol. They were all with map points because they had no permissions. That's why you couldn't sell alcohol either. And um, I was the first person to actually be like, because they didn't even have sound guys that dedicated just electronic music events, not even security. Yeah. Everything was like people just pulling something together. So I, by me saying that, I like formed a business, a business that puts bars in people's raves. I talked to my cousin. He didn't, speak English because he had lived, been living in Germany. And I asked his father, he's not, he's like a political cousin. I asked his father to give us a little loan. And um, with that loan, we went to Smart and Final and bought a bunch of water, hot dogs, everything we needed, um, wow. sodas to run the bar. And um, we went to the part, we went to and checked out the warehouse with the owner of the party. It was his first party too. It was two warehouses with like a, a alleyway in between, like in a private little mm -hmm. block. And uh, we set up in the chill out room, the drinks. And then like the other room was just for dancing. And um, I had my cousin stand there and I would, I basically was like the, the guy that talked to everybody and uh, we were there from the beginning of the party. The security all so happy that we had hot dogs, nachos, popcorn, you know, the sound guys all so happy. And it was the first time that this karate studio was being the security for raves. So this, they had the karate studio and then they had the shredder who, who all eventually became the guy who would put the sound at all the raves in Los Angeles. He was there also. And the DJs, I became friends with everybody. and. From that day, everybody thought that the parties were mine because I was the one in the center at the bar talking to people. I was the one that yeah. they would ask for free drinks or whatever. I was basically running the show from that moment. In the people, so what happened was, first of all, in this party, people did not know how to react either. It was still new. Yeah. Like when the rave scene started in LA, people used to like dance around in circles doing the conga line, you know, <laughs> it was really cool. But as soon as the party was set up, I went into to the main room and there was a, a really beautiful girl having sex with two men at the same time on the side of the dance floor. And people were like, were watching, but acting like it was perfectly normal. Like, oh, I've, seen this. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen this before. This is normal. It wasn't normal. It was like people were in awe of the electronic music scene. They didn't know how to act, what to do, what was normal. And, um, Basically, the party was a complete success. Um, those promoters did very well. We made all of our money back with a $60 profit, but we still had 85% of our stuff that we bought. Mm. So, I mean, we were like obligated, even without the contract, to go to the next party 
the next Again. day and be like, hey, we got all the stuff. Let's do it. <laughs> and, and we kept going and kept going. And I was a little bit homeless. So they've been pushing me harder to the more hungry you are, the harder you work. Yeah. So the first party that I worked at was in October 28, 1991. And by the time... We reached February. I did my, I organized my first event myself completely February 29th, 1992. It was called Looney Tunes. The reason I knew it was the time because every party that I would work at every weekend, the security, the, the, the sound guys, everybody would blame everything on me. Like, how did that nitrous tank get in? Oh, Cammy said it can come in. <laughs> like, like, how did these people get in? Oh, Cammy. And they would be like, Cammy, 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 Cammy. Like, they would blame everything on me. So I was like, okay, everybody thinks the parties are mine. They should be mine now. So this is when we do our first party. Welcome to the world of animation where reality does not exist. That was the, what it said. Looney Tunes. Heat Rave Productions, you know, we did the, we did the flyer. It looked just like a Looney Tunes flyer. This is, I, I have lots of conspiracy stories, like theories about this thing. Warner Brothers is huge in Los Angeles, right? They own Looney Tunes. I stole the logo. I put Bugs Bunny with an ecstasy hit on his tongue, right, on the, on the flyer. I don't know, maybe we should say that. I put you can say Bugs it. Bunny on the, <laughs> I put Bugs Bunny on the, on the middle of the flyer. I had Yosemite Sam with an with X hat on because at those times, there was not even rave clothing yet. People just used to wear a black hat with an X on it like the Malcolm X hats yeah, and, uh, and really, really baggy clothes. You know, they didn't make baggy clothes, but they'd get like, if you're a 32 waist, you'd buy a 42 mm-hmm. waist pants. So um, the, I had 25,000 full color Looney Tune flyers that I handed out around Los Angeles. And um, I think up till today, I've handed out about, about a billion flyers In throughout the world. Yes. Uh, and, um, Anyway, the day of the party came up. At that time, you know, I lived in the rave scene. I, if, if I didn't have a place to stay or like a party that we all crashed at or someone's warehouse where all the runaways were crashing at, I would go and break into the storage room in the garage of my mom's building and like sleep by the freezer. <laughs> um, in the, and that's where I slept the day before my first party. Wow. I just recently, I'm going to send you a link. I just recently got the video of my first party back. Oh, please I, send it to me. I'd love to yes. see that. Please. I, and at the beginning and, and close to the end, you'll see where I'm like telling the people how to set it up. Um, it was called Looney Tunes. We had Ron Decor, DJ Dan, Sean Perry, and Moon Pup in the funk room. There was always a funk room at those times that like played mm-hmm. funk in dance hall. And I had Jesse Brooks and a friend of his, like a room the size of my office set up like a, a chill out room. And um, Jesse Brooks ended up having to DJ on the main floor because DJ Dan and, and Ron Decor came later. That was the first party that, um, that DJ Dan was a headliner. Now, DJ Dan was never a headliner before that. He was just a DJ mm-hmm. that, that, that played some of the parties, you know, because everything was an experiment. He came to that party with a manager, okay? 
like there was his first event. He had already a manager, this wow. girl, girl named Maria. Four days later after that party, he signed, he was signed to AM only, which was the biggest agency in that time in the United States for everything, not just for um, electronic. What well, didn't have it. He was signed to them as their first ever electronic music artist. Wow. Which, which is where it comes my conspiracy of just making a lot of noise with the, with the Warner Brothers logos and flyers and the fact that the clubs were empty. In 19, at the end of 1991 until my party, the clubs in Los Angeles were empty because these experimental parties were the most popular thing to do. Yeah. And Los Angeles is where the music industry tests out their tracks, like Tori Amos or whatever. They're like, hey, play this. Let's see how the club reacts. So these music industry people would be going to the Roxbury and all these different clubs in L.A., and they were empty. No one was there. They were like, where the hell is everybody? They're like, there's a new thing. It's called raves. Everybody goes. Everybody is one. The people are together. And um, they started to investigate. They started to investigate and they started to go to every party and they didn't know who was throwing them. But I was at the center of all of them. Running the bar, telling people what to do. You know, I, I immediately, you know, I came up with the fact that it, this business is so new. There's no rules. There's no set jobs. You make it up yourself as Absolutely. you go along. Yeah. So they were, I, I had the theory that they were watching me and that that's why they were like, okay, he picked DJ Dan as his headliner. Let's sign DJ Dan right now before. Mm -hmm. And he was signed days after the event. And he went to the event with his, with a manager. No one had a manager at that time. The, now, in my opinion, in this world, um, there's a system. And the system is part of the matrix that tries to send you negative, negative vibes so you can battle them with positive vibes. Mm -hmm. Now, when you're born, this is one of my theories, when you're born, you remember your past life. Because I remember dying and being born again, but not being able to talk and just wanting to say something, but I can't. Like, it's me, it's me, mom. Because <laughs> your universe, it's a verse. It's one verse. It's a song. And you always sing the same song. Now, well, I had thought that one of the ways that they brainwash you to forget everything is by repeating and making you watch like the same cartoon over and over and over. I don't know if you've noticed, but the same Looney Tunes cartoons that used to be around from back in the day are not the same ones that are online anymore. They have like erased a bunch of them. And I think that there were subliminal messages in them and there was brainwashing techniques used in these videos so that you forget your prior life. Mm -hmm. Because they would just put these cartoons on in front of the kids and the kids would just watch them, watch them, watch them, watch them. And it puts you into the system. And yeah. the system makes you forget. So the projectors did not exist back then, the, the ones that we have now. But the projectors with a role, like in the movie theaters, yes, they, they did. And they used to have film loops there where you would like cut a piece of the film, tape it together so it's just doing a loop like this. So, you know, the same thing over and over again. Since my party was called Looney Tunes, I had different Looney Tunes loops made. And round. 
Yeah, and I had 25 different projectors That's everywhere with different Looney Tunes characters dancing and, <laughs> and stuff like that. And um, later I had realized maybe I hypnotized everybody in that party with these things. But... Um, <gasps> back, but maybe you did. <laughs> yeah, well, in my opinion, when an artist says, Ow! I feel good. Da, na, 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 na. They're not singing. They're doing magic. They are sending out a ball of energy, channeling it to make you love them or for whatever they want. Now, the energy is called the orgone energy for origin, but more like most for anything, it's for orgasm. Because as Dr. Wilhelm Reich, who rediscovered the orgone energy, the life force energy, would say, all you have to do, and I've done this in the astral plane without knowing that I've always done it in the astral plane, is you think about something you like a lot, a lot, 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 lot. And he said, try thinking about, you just talk to your girlfriend and you're like, oh, let's go. We're like, I want to have sex with you or let's or thinking about like an orgasmic moment with them. You take that orgasmic moment and you swallow it and you take it down to your lowest chakra point and just hold it in. And then you move your body like, like a, a sexual movement, but you move it so fast that you're only vibrating and you send out the way, instead of just like dispersing your energy everywhere, you channel it to something. And that's what Michael Jackson, James Brown, Shakira, Cheyenne, all the artists that say, ow! Because Prince, they're having the orgasm. They are hypnotizing you. They are sending you a ball of love and making you love them. They, it's called transmuting. Transmuting, transmuting is changing taking energy and changing it into something that you want. Transmuting the orgasmic energy. Now, I forgot how I got into that, but we are all, we are all vibrating energy. Now, when I've jumped to the other games before, like the one game that we're playing in this reality and this dimension is called life where you don't know yeah. that you're playing a game. And the object of the game is to learn the strategy of only being positive and creating energy for the universe to, to, to fill yourself with new energy and to power the universe. When you go, Oh, that's the, that's the universe closing and opening up after being recharged. The whole, like on another dimension, there's, there's three dimensions that I'm very familiar with. One is the organic dimension mm -hmm. where everyone that you're around, like we're in all of them at the same time. Everyone that we're with, that's with us, we're in different dimensions talking about different stuff or yes. different missions at the same time. Now the organic one, everyone you look at has like a big red jello inside of them. And like the more love and good energy that they're vibrating, the more it spills out. And like when you walk by another person, like you're like, it's like the two jellos connect. Or if you're all just sitting together, it's like all of these jellos connect. Jellos, jellos connecting. There's, and it's amazing and it's beautiful. And every time I go there, if, if whether it's in a dream or a quick flashback, 
I remember being there before. Wow. In Damien Lazarus's events, I'm always in the, I like, I, I've been twice inside the organic dimension. Now, Paradise at the, um, the last ADE, uh, Richie Ahmed was playing back to back with someone, and I was standing there with, with Pasquale from um, EDC, from Insomniac Events. He used to come to my events. He was actually at Looney Tunes, and he's the one that had the videotape for Looney Tunes. Oh, wow. For the longest time, I let him borrow it, and he like, he just like, got so rich and had so many houses, he forgot where it was. So I finally told him, I know you're not giving me back the tape because you don't want anyone to know that I used to do this before you. And then a couple weeks later, he sent it he to found me. it. <laughs> he found oh, it. Oh, look. What a coincidence. <laughs> yeah, he found it and, and sent it to me digitized. Um, we, in the event of Looney Tunes, at that time, people used to do a thing called jacking. It's a type of dancing where you're just like, it's like break dancing, but you're like, when you go like this and like that, yeah. you're sending energy balls and like actually like playing a video game. Mm-hmm. That's how they probably came up with the Super Mario of how he sends out the energy balls. So the, the, I was in the, in the party. I was there with, um, with a bunch of people that I know. And since I've known Pascal for so long, you know, I, I was like, I've heard this set before. I have heard, the, I mean, in, in Paradise and ADE, no one's going to play the same set that they've played before. The reason I had heard it before is because our life repeats and repeats and repeats and repeats and, and repeats. Remembered. I remembered the set. And at one point, you know, in Amsterdam, like, like they say, when in Rome, do as the Romans do. Mm-hmm. Well, when I'm in Amsterdam, I do as the Amsterdamians do. <laughs> so I was, I was a little bit, you know, experimenting with, with psychedelics at that moment. Yes. And what happened was that at one point when everything, just like the first time that everything that I saw in my life flashed before my eyes, at one point, everything jumped into the same frequency and I started looking at everyone and it seemed like they were all like part of an intergalactical force, you know, like on a mission to recharge the universe. And everybody that I would look at, it was like I had like special goggles where I could see like the oxygen levels and different readouts of stuff. But everybody that I would look at would have a battery inside of them, like a Samsung phone, you know, with the green bars of how full it is. And at one point, Boom, like it was an energy shock and everybody's battery topped up. And then as soon as everyone's battery topped up, the battery of the universe. And I saw like different shots of the planet everywhere and the universe just topped up and then everything closed into blackness, blackness and then with the, with the sound, oh, opened back up. And it was like mission complete. What? Yeah. And... The thing is, that's what we're always doing yeah. when we bring people together. We just don't see it. You have mm-hmm. to actually be, like, what we see, we are, in this game life, we are oblivious to what's really going on. It's a test and a strategy game. For uh, We're always being tested to always. get it right. And those other dimensions, we already know what the mission is. And we're doing it. And it's all about vibrating, the good vibes, 
and letting everyone know everything is all right. Now, when I've remembered dying before. And when you die, you see darkness and then there's a light. If you go to the light, boom, you're born again. But if you follow your, if you follow your heart, you go to the left through the darkness, you go to like a, a, a like a waiting room, like a, you go to like a spaceship. A green room. You go to like, you actually go to like, um, I actually, I, mean, I, I went to a royal, the royal chamber of a spaceship. I'm the king's son. And there's two ladies there taking care of me. And they're like, remember. And I see myself. And that's not me. I'm a young boy. And the ladies tell me, don't worry about anything. Everything's always going to be okay. Good vibes, good vibes, good vibes. Everything is always going to be okay. Don't worry. You never die. Just remember the secret is good vibes. Mm-hmm. And then they send me back in and then I'm born again, again, as the same person. Now, I think that's pretty damn cool. What are your, um, this is like, we're totally going off topic. What I was going to ask you now, but it's fine. But like, this is super you know, the, the art, the art that's around Lost Beach is like the new age hieroglyphics. I was okay. just about to ask you this. Yeah. Tell me the story. Okay. Well, I, ever since I... Let me just tell people, that because they're not going to know what we're talking about. When you go to Lost Beach Club, all of the walls are covered in the most insane artwork, which a lot of it's 3D as well, isn't it? If I all of it is... Almost all of it is 3D. Yeah, we use these Japanese markers that come with 3D glasses over spray paint. And um, our artist, his name is Ivan Casanova. He's actually right now for a month in Colombia painting the streets of Medellin for the city. Um oh. He's become really famous through the, the media outlets of Lost Beach and just through his talent. Yeah. He's been painting Lost Beach for eight years nonstop. I mean, he takes breaks and goes and does other projects. It's not like he works at Lost Beach, but each one is its own different art piece. Mm-hmm. All, I mean, I believe in just giving him a few tips, but letting him go on and just do it coming out of his head and it's like most of the monsters and and in beings and characters that he does have three eyes yeah. we all have three eyes our third eye is our hard drive of information of everything that's ever happened to us the idea is unlock your third eye and remember and just know what the secrets of the universe are now through the law of attraction, we make the rules. Those are the rules I know, so that's the way it works. But Ivan Casanova is a great artist, and I believe in magic. Magic does exist. The number one ingredient to magic is something made with passion. Now, if you want to do, like, I've had dreams where, like, I'm in the middle of the forest, and I have nothing made with passion around me, and I'm with my friends, and they're about to come and get us. We're time traveling. And I'm like, give me a marker. And I just like draw my shirt and I throw it into the magic bin and poof, we disappear. Now, <laughs> because I'm, I drew something with passion on my shirt, you know. So Lost Beach has 
walls made with passion everywhere. The whole way around you are walls made with passion. Like a Persian carpet, they spend, you know, a year making them, knitting it by hand. That's a lot of energy, a lot of energy that goes into it. So they say that Persian carpets are flying carpets. It's not because they fly. It's because when you get on them, you feel the energy and you fly here. You fly in your head. You, so having all of this artwork completely surrounding you yeah. is having a bunch of really good energy surrounding you. That energy stays in the wall. There's a thing called Oregon Accumulator. An Oregon Accumulator is a box that Dr. Wilhelm Reich, he was a Freudian apprentice, that he came, he made this box for you to go and sit in and your energy bounces off of the box mm-hmm. and, it, it, and it, like the negative energy through the filters because it has, the, fil- the walls are made out of organic, synthetic, organic, synthetic, organic, synthetic um, materials and then metal on the inside so everything bounces and those materials, they, they filter the negative energy and make it positive and this energy just keeps bouncing and you know, it, it's been proven by even Yale to make your blood cells heal faster. It's, um, he made this box as a cure for almost anything. And this box was actually made him, made the Food and Drug Administration put him in jail. And eventually when he was getting out of jail, supposedly he just died before he got out. Um, they burned all of his books. He, he had like this, he made his own medical air, um, hospital to, to heal people with, through energy. And um, the Food and Drug Administration didn't like that because they were not going to be able to sell medicine anymore. And so they put him in jail. And um, I don't know why I mentioned this, but the, the, the matrix is these boxes, but millions of years in yeah. advance. Um, the cave is made like that. The cave is... Oh, really? Yeah, the cave is... Some parts of the cave, the walls are 60 centimeters to a meter thick. Cinder block, sand from the beach, cinder block... Sand from the beach, but and you know, in a like it's it gets thicker, thinner, thicker, thinner. It's a, it's like a like the shape of a violin. The walls on the inside. So you have the organic, synthetic, organic, synthetic, organic, synthetic, thick, all the way around. And so when the people are in the cave, there's really nowhere for the energy to escape. It just keeps bouncing, bouncing, it's bouncing, bouncing, bouncing negative to positive, 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 and. That's why people can dance for so long and stay in yeah. there for so long. And, and play for so out, long. And play for so long. Mm-hmm. So, um, What's been are, the longest DJ set in there? I would say um, the longest is 14 hours for, for WAF. Many people have tried to beat him, but the thing is, WAF has done 14 hours one night and come back for the next two nights and done 12 hours each night. Oh, my goodness. So... <laughs> so he he holds the record. Um, is that just I, in the cave or is that the club and the cave? Um, Both combined. Let me, let me see. If we go in the cave at four and then come out at four, that's, that's yeah, well, let's oh. say 16 hours concluding the outside. Jesus. Waff loves it at the Lost Beach Club and many of his friends all want to beat his record. He was just there, wasn't he, just now? He was just here. 
Yeah. He had a great time. He played three days in a row. Waff and Chris Ducey. Um, it was a really cool party. And, you know, he was so happy to be here. And we were so happy to have him. Who He's, are like your three favorite artists to go and play at Lost Beach Club? I know that's quite a hard question. Waff is definitely one of them. Mm-hmm. Waff is definitely one of them. I have, uh, other than that, I like um, almost all of them. And if, I love almost all of them the same. The only ones that, that don't come back are the ones that only play two hours or three yeah. hours and then want to go to sleep. But, and we both, we very rarely had that happen. But, you know, I love everybody. I love Steve Bogg. I love Waf. Uh, Bushwacker is one of my best friends. Uh, Mr. C comes all the time. Mm-hmm. Damien Lazarus. Uh, Francesca Lombardo. I love her. She's like a sister to me, and she loves us too. Uh, what are people's first, like DJ's first impressions when they go into to Lost Beach Club? They're like, this is a hundred times better than it looks like on video and that I imagined. <sighs> they, they, they're in shock. Sometimes they're like, they're like at the hotel before they seem to see the club, just like acting a little bit cocky and like, yeah, whatever. I'm like, I asked the guys from Kinda Music, you know, I was like, one of them, I asked him like, you know, what's your favorite club? He's like, I don't like any club. I like just to make music at home. And then he came to the club and his mouth just dropped. <laughs> 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 of course. Yeah. So it's 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 you feel it. You feel the energy and the and we're known to treat the artists very good. You know, we have professionals working with us that do this because they like it. Yeah. Now, um, electronic music. Yeah, I made it a business because I liked it, but I didn't make it a business because I wanted to like profit off of people. Like you can go to the ADE and there's people giving you their card. Yes. My job is to tell you what the best music is. And they're like, right. People need to just follow their heart and do everything from what they like. There's many agencies out there that they represent every type of artist, and they don't even like they from EDM to country music house to comedians to and i believe that they don't give the same service as the boutique agencies that only cover electronic music Mm -hmm. Uh, those are much better because these people are doing it because that's what they like their passion it's their passion now i also have a feeling that they put a lot of agents in this that know absolutely nothing about the music just to get the most money possible from the people And the artists end up missing on the best shows like Lost Beach and different clubs around the world that really, if we're in a town of 2,000 people, uh, the closest city is two hours away. So you really got to love the music to find this place. Yeah. It's, it's not cheap. We don't have a door on the main street. We're on like a side alley. That's why it's called Lost, because we want the people who want the quality electronic music parties with the music that they like to find it. Mm-hmm. we don't want any misunderstandings. We just want everything to be perfect to put everyone in the frequency and basically have world peace. Um, set a good example, uh, make peace culture. Which is exactly what you're doing. It's so great over there. And you're so right. You, as soon as you leave the club, you, you, you just feel like, so happy, had such a good time, and just want more. That's why everyone goes back for three days running. <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> if you still have energy, uh, um, you go back for more. Yeah. I mean, thank you for all your kind words about the club. Um, that even recharges me more to work harder. Um, yeah. I believe that like what has happened with, with everybody like starting over again in a way has made us all even be a little bit more conscious to the gift of life. Absolutely. So I agree. I had a round of really quick fire questions to do with you. If you're up for it. Sure. Yeah. Okay. I'm ready. I feel like I'm going to have to do another episode with you because there's more questions I want to ask you. The reason is because I have almost 30 years in this. You know, know. We're going on 29 years. I'm one of the first promoters that I know of, other than Kool-Aid, which is actually the guy who made up the name Electric Daisy Carnival. We just recently did a, a, a video cast streaming with Carlo with him. Oh, um, wow. and, and there's Doc Martin writing me. He's also one of the first, my oh, first favorite DJ sweet. ever. Love he's going to be, he's coming for New Year's. Uh-huh. Um, That'll be good. Yeah, Doc Martin's coming for New Year's. Richie Ahmed is coming for my birthday on the 19th. Mm-hmm. Last year, it was just recently. Like, I feel like my birthday was, like the last one just passed because we haven't done that much in between. But we were so lucky to have Patrick Topping here for my birthday the last time. Oh, amazing. And the year, oh yeah, the year before was when we came, but we just, we just missed your birthday. I think it was just yeah. around New Year. Yeah. When we Isn't Atilio's birthday right around the corner from mine? His is on Christmas Day. Oh, right. That's yeah. cool. His is, his is one day before my brother's birthday. So yes. my, my brother's the 26th. Boxing so. Day. Boxing Day, baby. Right, let's do this really quick round of um, fire questions, okay? Sure. Okay. Okay. Your favorite thing about Montañita? That it's an uh, energy center that attracts people from all over the world. It's like a magnet. A dream come true. Putting everybody in the same frequency, letting them realize that everything's always going to be okay and the good vibes is the secret. Your favorite club after Lost Beach Club? Space in Ibiza. Mm. Doesn't exist anymore, but that was my favorite club. Oh, mine too. And a, a big inspiration for what I do at Lost Beach. Three artists you would love to take to Lost Beach Club that haven't yet played there. Laurent Garnier, Carl Cox, mm-hmm. and um, let's see who else would I like to take there? There's so many. Uh, Laurent, if I can get those two guys, I'm very happy. I'm very happy to have them there. But you know, I'm happy to always bring Waff back and and. You know, yeah. He's so much Jamie fun. Jones has already been there, and it's it's not it, it's all about. I, I want to know who's the artist that also agrees with me that we're on a galactic mission. That's the guy I want to take back. Yeah. yeah. Favorite hangover food? Um, spaghetti, bolognese sauce, mm-hmm. um, incocao, the pescado, which is which is. Well, what we have here in Ecuador as our hangover food, it's called ensoboyalo, which is a tuna fish soup, but like, you know, a piece of tuna with yuca and, and, and onions. 
It's really good. And they sell it right outside the door of the club. I just recently put a churro machine. I just bought it. You know, the churros, like from Mexico, those long things. You love buying a machine, don't you? (laughs) Well, it's a street vending one. And, you know, I learned how to do it myself. You could find me selling churros a couple of weeks ago. Oh, you know everything. I love churros. Yeah, me too. Favorite back-to-back? My favorite back-to-back we had was on my 25-year anniversary as a promoter. Um, and it was uh, Mr. C, mm-hmm. Doc Martin, Damien Lazarus. Wow. Yeah. How many years I, has Lost Beach, Lost Beach Club been open for? As, as the name Lost Beach, it's been open for 10 years. But in the same property, I've been doing parties since the year 2001. Okay. And just recently, I digitized all my mini DV tapes. And I have the tapes of the first parties. And it's really cool to look at how we've come from just being open beach to like yeah. a full-on super club. Oh, you need to publish them somewhere. Yeah, I'm going to put it together, put something together. And I have, I have some of them on my Instagram feed, like just a few clips so people can see nice. what it looked like. Someone writes a book on your life. What's the book called? Good Vibes. Or The, Se- the Secret of the Universe. The Secret of the Universe. Good That's Vibes. Can we answer? Something that not a lot of people know about Lost Beach Club. Um, that, that, that they don't know. Um, well, what happens in Lost Beach stays in Lost Beach. Well, <laughs> that it's, it's actually an uh, uh, energy farm. It's actually an energy farm. Yes. Something that not a lot of people know about you. That um, I have been alive forever. And that I remember everything. And you remember everything? Yes. That I am, that something, that I, my beliefs, I believe that there's only one energy and it's all of us. It's just one. There's just one light. And the secret is to, the more that you are enlightened, the more you manipulate your future. Yeah. That's why they call stars, famous people stars, because they shine bright. And finally, I don't think you're going to have an answer for this question, but I'll ask you anyway, because the podcast is called Can You Put Me On Guest List? Do you have a guest list rule? Yes. Okay. The guest list rule is there is no guest list. <laughs> I knew it was going to be that. <laughs> you know, I, I, I had people calling me, the people I don't know and people I do know, trying to get into the Michael Beebe party this weekend in Cairo. And, you know, I know for a fact I can get them on the list, but I'm like, there is no list. Yeah. I mean, we're coming out of a crisis, everybody. I mean, the party is on a boat with limited capacity. There is no guest list. What I usually tell people is, do I look like your daddy? You know, <laughs> do you want us to grow or do you want us to not grow? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. To grow, everybody needs to pitch in a little bit because we have millions invested at the Lost Beach Club. And for us to be able to bring the artists that they're asking us to, it's better to just make people pay. People that don't want to pay are usually people who don't want to buy drinks either. And that they're gonna and if they do, they even want a discount for that. 
and or they'll drink outside. So I believe that everybody needs to do their part. But if someone comes up to me and says, I have no money, I really want to see this artist and we're not over capacity or anything, I will generally let them in for free. But, you know, you just see it in their eyes when they generally can't pay. But when there's people asking for a discount, they like open their wallet and there's like hundreds and hundreds. I'm like, why do you want a discount? Yeah. yeah. Some pe- there's a lot of people like that. It's crazy. Um, thank you so much for doing this with me. I know we had a few little uh, technical issues at the beginning, but um, thank you for your patience. <laughs> it's my pleasure. And um, thank you for the opportunity to share some of my stories. I think I'm going to have to do a second episode if I'm honest with you. We'll have to do, I think maybe at the beginning of next year, we'll do episodes too. If you're up for Anytime that. you would like, thank I am you. available. Thank you so much. And everybody wanna, that's listening, yeah, I just want to say to go and check out um, Cami's Instagram. It's Cami Lost Beach Club. No, it's uh, Lost Beach Cami with oh, a Lost K. Lost Beach Cami, sorry. Lost Beach Cami with a K or Lost Beach Club. On Lost Beach Cami, you can see what I'm doing day in and day out to make sure that the Lost Beach Club functions. And, you know, I have three, three kids and, you know. Beautiful. Thank you. And, uh, yeah, if you guys can follow us, I have... I won't let you down. I'll make you get down to the boogie town. (laughs) (laughs) Is there anything you would like to say to end? I would just like to say, remember everyone, everything is always going to be all right. Good vibes, good vibes, good vibes. Everyone is good. No one is bad. No one dies. If everything is energy, because if you look at any element under a microscope, the smallest thing you see is an atom, and inside of that is energy. I'm talking about air, water, your skin, your body. We are just one solid block of light, and it's impossible to turn off a piece of that light inside this block of light. So never worry. Everything's always going to be okay. Good vibes. If that isn't a boost of positive energy, then I do not know what is. Kami, thank you so, so much. Thank you, too, and um, good vibes. Good vibes. I'll see you soon. Take care. Bye. 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 Bye.